An annual ritual is upon us. The autumn of our communal flagellation. Columbus Indigenous Peoples Day, Dia de la Raza, is tomorrow, and Thanksgiving is coming soon. And we, as a community of people who believe in justice and telling stories, telling our history from the edges, and for those of us who are also American, we have to figure out what to do. The general shift seems to be from a celebration, yay, Christopher Columbus, yay, Puritans, to some kind of flogging. Flog, Christopher Columbus, colonizer, flog, genocidal, Puritans, flog, flog, those of us who are Americans, flog, extra flog for Boston. <laughs> and lots of flogging if you happen to be descended from those who came over on the Mayflower. Fair point. I do believe for sure that the narrative of triumphant discovery and hardy, godly frontier folk needs to be flogged a little bit, re-envisioned, condemned. This transition away from glorifying the discovery of a place that was already discovered, already lived in, is excellent if it lifts up the truths of displacement and genocide that followed the arrival of Europeans to North America, as well as giving Native and Indigenous writers and historians another way into the conversation. But the fogging, it doesn't help us or me to figure out what we're supposed to do if our dreams encounter other people's lives. I took one religion class in college it was called Creating Utopias in America. I was so excited. I wanted to learn about bartering and chore systems and utopias, whole communities of people who supported themselves by making crunchy peanut butter and hammocks. <laughs> I wanted to learn about them because one day I wanted to be them. Unfortunately for me and my first year of college dreams, the class was actually confined to the study of a few particular, less fun utopias. <laughs> I am no Hutterite, no Branch Davidian, but I do love some theoretical and some real attempts at utopia, living the dream. Which is to say that I, like all the folks Christopher Columbus included, who looked west across the pond, have dreams of building a better life, a better world. It's true that I don't dream that much about routes to Asia or building a little land where I'm free to be a really intense Calvinist, but I do often dream about some little farm, maybe in the Midwest, maybe here, where communication is based in love an economy in solidarity. Wendell Berry's manifesto, Mad Farmer Liberation Front, which inspired the call to worship, inspires me to dream utopian dreams. I do hope to live in some way that does not compute, to invest in the millennium and plant sequoias, to be together with people who put their faith in two inches of hummus, the leaves that have rotted into a harvest 
I lift up the wild, absurd dream to take to the forest or the farm or that empty lot down the street and carve out life with hands and heart. And I lift up a true danger that we may build our dreams upon the everyday lives of others. I want to tell you a story in which I and a few other really good folks play the role of the Puritans of Christopher Columbus. We're Puritans in that we have a dream of a new home. In our case, in the case of the Lucy Stone Cooperative, an affordable housing co-op in the making guided by our Unitarian Universalist principles, the new home is in Roxbury. And there's a beautiful old house, a one-family house, right in the heart of Dudley Square. And there are two people living in it. They pay week to week, and they have lived there for more than 10 years. So here is our dream, our utopia, the Lucy Stone Co-op. And here are two people living where we want to build our dream. So the Puritan Christopher Columbus almost parallel falls apart a little bit because we are in fact a group of young progressive social justice people and we want to be in right relationship and we care about class difference and race and we're terrified of being seen as gentrifiers. So we want to make sure that the people have places to move and that these places are comparable in price and location. And we want to pitch in for moving expenses and invite them to apply as housemates in the co-op or to stay a bit if they're having trouble finding new places. But in essence, the same stuff is happening. We have a dream, and there are some people's lives in our way. This is my point of empathy with the Puritans and suburbanites and settlers and young farmers and other co-opers. We are fleeing what is to what will be our dream. We are waking up from a world that is not so good and breaking path to the world we dream of. And this is the hard part, the part where I look for guidance. How do we weigh the ethical choice of building that world, that world of our dreams, in someone else's? How do we let it be complicated and let the, de the decisions live in our bodies and souls? How do we go with our love to the fields and be truly guided by it? Wendell Berry writes, practice resurrection, a sublime benediction to rise up, make change, compost, and watch the garden grow. What then about crucifixion? What about creative destruction? Phoenixes and zombies, they all rise from something dead, so something else can be born. Can we have resurrection with less crucifixion? Can we be Lucy Stone in this house and love the present tenants enough to treat them justly, to not destroy them? The other thing that's happening this weekend right outside of our walls is honk this uh, holy festival of marching bands, 
DIY and a parade of horns and drummers, majorettes. The thing about honk is that it reminds me that it might be okay sometimes to kick people out, to build our dreams on top of other people's lives. It might be okay to wreak havoc on everyone who's trying to get between Davis Square and Harvard Square this Sunday, because sometimes dreams just have to be, and everyone else can deal. How do we know the difference? How does the Lucy Stone Co-op know the difference? How do we, as people of faith with, with dreams, know the difference? This autumn of flagellation can become a time to think about this earnest question. What guides us when it looks like our dreams will hurt or inconvenience others? The beginning, then, is that we will not say no to waking up, even though dreaming can feel so perfect. And then, after that, to love guide us. We will pray that in the end, we will build dreams that are more like Honk and less like Christopher Columbus. And we will listen to Carrion, put our ears close and hear the faint chattering the songs that are to come. We will be joyful that we have considered all the facts and we will consider all the facts. We will try to build dreams full of love, not on top of other people.